This is Packers Now. Kyle Rogers looking. Throws left side of the end zone. Yes! Touchdown! Place for all your Packers news. Lost it over the left side into the end zone. Intercepted! Adrian Get the latest updates on the green and gold. Snap to Aaron Rodgers. Sets, fires, right side. Got Jordan Kelly at the 30. Touchdown! It's always Packers season at Packers Now. Right here, right now. And the Packers are going to the NFC Championship game. I'm your host, Blake Kurkowski, and the Packers, <clears throat> with everything to play for Sunday night, uh, to make the playoffs after coming back from 4-8 and eight to win four in a row and have a chance at a fifth win to run the table to make the playoffs, be the hottest team, <clears throat> kind of in the NFC. Going into the playoffs, the Packers fell apart. They lost against the Detroit Lions 20-16, to and how does this even happen? Okay, honestly, it was all the Packers' fault. It truly was. The Lions had lost all hope with playoffs. Jared Goff was awful in the first half of this game. Looked like he could barely throw with that glove on he plays with in the cold. It was awful. In the second half, that wasn't the case, but in the first half, the Lions struggled offensively. If it wasn't for the Packers giving the Lions the ball on our own 31-yard line and an unnecessary roughness call, the Lions probably would not have even scored in the first half. The Lions should not have scored in the first half whatsoever. On the second drive of the game, the Packers have a a third and one and run the ball, get stuffed. That's a bummer. Okay. That happens sometimes, but on fourth and half a yard on the Packers own 31 yard line, it's a risky call, but I do believe going for it is the right call. I do. It's aggressive, but the data tells us it's the right decision. The Packers get up to the line of scrimmage. Rogers is under center. And if you look at that play right there, I'm looking at the screen. I'm yelling. You'll see there's a huge gap uh, between the center and and left guard, Josh Myers and Elkin Jenkins. You got a defensive tackle to the right of Josh Myers, okay? Shading Josh Myers' right shoulder and a defensive tackle to the left of Elkin Jenkins. So shading to the left of Elkin Jenkins. Huge hole that a QB sneak should have been so easy to complete for the first down, but we Jets sweep it to Alan Lazard. What is that play call? That's ridiculous. It's right there in front of Rodgers. I know his thumb hurts. Maybe that's why, but the season is on the line. You got to get that first down. The double cheek push again has been stopped maybe once all season across the entire NFL. The Packers have not run that play once all season. And it's ridiculous that they haven't in the play call adjusting. It's got to be there and adjusting the line of scrimmage, seeing that hole, it has to happen. And that's what led to this first field goal for the Lions. The Packers made a great stop to hold the Lions to a field goal on that drive, but still they shouldn't even had it. We should have been able to pick up that first down, but instead that leads to three points for the Lions. Now the other field goal the Lions get in this game, kicking in the cold is a whole different ball game. Lions kicker missed a 46 yarder on the drive prior. Now it's nine to three, just enough time for the Lions to kick a field goal before the half. But this was a 48 yard try and even deeper kick to the one this guy just missed. And prior to the field goal try, the Packers call timeout and the ref is slow to come up and stop the play. Rasul goes up, Knocks over the ball so they don't get a free chance to practice that kick. Now, there's nothing illegal about that because the timeout was already called. I really don't think it's necessary for people to freak out about that, but it's kind of rude, obviously, at the same time for Rasul to go up there, kick the ball around so that they can't get a kickoff. So Rasul gets shoved for it. And then Rasul, with no discipline, turns around, shoves back, and hits him in the face while doing so. And that's unnecessary roughness, which ends up turning that 48-yard field goal try to a 33-yard field goal try, which the Lions make it to get the score to 96 at the end of the first half. Now, 
that's another field goal that the Lions could have totally missed had Russell just kept his cool. Like, come on, this is a veteran guy. And you wonder why he had such a struggle finding a team that would keep him on the roster the first half of his career or the first part of his career until last season. Maybe this is why. Maybe this guy can't keep his cool. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know these guys personally, but that's not okay. And then almost the same type of thing happens near the end of the game. The Packers are winning 16 to 13 at this point. Now it's about second and nine from the Packers. Uh, Nine-yard line, I believe, but DeAndre Swift gets hurt. Quay Walker, teammate, he's checking him out to see how he's doing. Trainer comes up nicely. Okay, so DeAndre Swift, Quay Walker were teammates at Georgia, um, but the trainer comes up nicely to try to sneak past Quay Walker. Quay can obviously tell it's a trainer and just pushes him. If it would have been a player, sure, that makes sense, but you can never push someone who's not a player in the game. You should never even push an opposing player. Okay, this is the guy who already got ejected earlier this season for doing a very similar case, similar thing. And now he pushes a trainer in the biggest game of the season after exactly what happened last week when a trainer saved a guy's life. Okay, what a head case. That's ridiculous. This is why rookies are scary to rely on because they make mental mistakes early on in their career a lot of the time. And this mental mistake led to the Lions getting first and goal from the four-yard line, which they turn into a touchdown to take the lead 20-16. to there's a real chance that the Packers could have held this Lions team to a field goal based off how our defense played the rest of the game in those situations. And on top of that, the Packers had to play with a backup linebacker the rest of the game on defense with Quay Walker out. That that right there could have made the game 16-16 and could have at least given the Packers more of a chance with the tie game rather than the touchdown that gave the Lions a four-point lead. Those were two brutal, boneheaded plays by Rossell and Quay that literally handed the Lions seven additional points in a game where we lost by four. Just ridiculous. And the mental mistakes didn't stop there. The Packers had four drops in this game, one from A.J. Dillon, one from Alan Nazard, two from rookie Dobbs. Those were crucial plays in this game. One of Dobbs' drops was on the drive where Crosby missed that 53-yard field goal off the front of the upright. Had Dobbs caught the ball on the play prior, that would have given the Packers fourth and one from the Detroit 28-yard line. They probably would have went for it. But even if they didn't, Crosby then would have had enough juice to make that kick. That right there is another three-point swing from a drop. Dobbs' other drop would have been a huge play. It was honestly one of the Rodgers' best throws of the season. It was an amazing, spectacular, perfect. It was awesome. And I was freaking out how amazing that throw was. And Dobbs just drops it. And he might have had been able been even able to escape away for a touchdown because the corner was so lost in that play. It would have been easily been a 40-yard play. Again, putting the Packers in Lions territory. But Dobbs drops it, and it leads to a Packers punt at least another three points again. I do want to give Dobbs some credit. He should have had like a 50-yard pass interference call that he didn't get whatsoever, which was pretty frustrating. But anyways, and then more drops. A.J. Dillon drop was on second and 10, would have made it at least third and five. And on the very next play, Rodgers has the interception. If that is third and five rather than second and 10, it's a, uh, or th- rather than uh, third and 10, it's a whole different situation. And Rodgers probably doesn't feel the need to be a hero, which results in that interception. Even Al Nazard had to drop in this game. Then it was the coaching errors. We already talked about the fourth and inches to do a QB sneak, but also there's the fourth and two on the Lions final touchdown drive on this. And so on this play, uh, the Packers are on defense, Lions are on offense. This is the fourth and two, the final time they got the touchdown. Okay. On this play, the Lions hit DJ Chark for an easy three yard gain for the first down. Now, before the play ever even happens though, we lost that play. Jair Alexander is like seven yards off the line of scrimmage following Chark when the Lions need two yards to gain for the first down. Why is that? What call is happening that says, Jair, hey, play off coverage on a fourth and two, one of the biggest fourth downs of the game thus far. That doesn't make any sense. 
that's on the defensive coordinator, Joe Barry. That's bad. That's really bad. That's not execution, which a lot of the time they try to blame it on. But that's poor strategy. That's poor game plan before the play even occurs. That's the issue I see here. This has happened other times this year as well. I remember almost an identical play earlier this season. It might have even been against the Lions that happened, and that can't happen. And most people will say, hey, this defense, they played good. They held the Lions to just 20 points. This Lions team that was one of the better teams offensively this year, that's not the whole story, okay? And we can get into some more data. I'm not going to get into all of it, but the Lions had an easy, easy schedule, okay? Uh, And yes, they did definitely perform above expectation, but... If you look at this game, Jared Goff, okay, he 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 kind of messed up big time in this first half of this game for the Lions. He wasn't playing well whatsoever, notoriously bad in the cold outside on grass. And people might say, well, the Lions, the Packers defense held the Lions uh, rushing to only 4.3 yards per carry in this game. That's true. But they had a 46% success rate running the football and generated 0.14 EPA per rush, far above the league average. That's a really good, that's really good. Okay, Um, and the Lions avoided almost any negative plays offensively and the Packers defense didn't get any explosive plays, which resulted in several third manageable situations, not getting behind the sticks whatsoever and led to a full open playbook for the Lions throughout this game. And our defense has been successful since the bye because they barely blitz. But in this game, Joe Barry went away from that, went back to what he thought was best to blitz 33% of the time. And Jared Goff was at his best when we blitzed in this game. He was almost perfect on the day, an elite performance. When we blitzed, because we didn't at least disguise the blitz well, um, uh, Joe Bear, or Jared Goff knew exactly what was happening when we were doing it, and it didn't lead to enough pressure to affect Goff in any meaningful way. Anyways, so don't give Joe Barry and this defense more credit than they deserve. And there's other major coaching decisions, like starting Yash Nijman at right tackle in this game. We talked about this in depth. Zach Tom has been better than Yash has throughout the season, and even better if you look at just the last eight weeks or so. Early in this game, Yash played only 24 snaps, gave up three pressures that led to two sacks, and also had a penalty. And his run blocking grade was 33.7 as well. Just terrible. Zach Tom, he didn't have his best game, okay, in a while. He struggled as well. Um, gave up three pressures, none of which were sacks, though, but still not great. But he was better than Nyman did. Uh, and at least Tom had a 65.9 run blocking grade, which is about 30 points higher than Nyman. That's a pregame decision that the staff messed up on. And we paid the price dearly as both sacks ended drives that forced us to f- go for field goals rather than pick up touchdowns on those drives. And our whole offensive line struggled in this game. Zach Tom was actually better than the other five that even played, and he came in the game late. And our offensive line was awful in this game against the Lions defensive line that has Aiden Hutchinson and James Houston, rookies, who have been playing good as of late, but nobody else of any significance by any means. How does John Kaminsky have five pressures? Aline McNeil at three. Isaiah Bugs is a, a total threat in this game. People have... People who have been nobodies have a significant impact in this game. How does that happen? To me, that's not okay when your offensive coordinator is supposed to be an offensive lineman guru in Adam Stanovich, but and now that he seems split in his work efforts as an offensive coordinator and then also but coming from a place where he's this offensive lineman guru, he doesn't seem to be doing either of those things very well this season as the Packers were the worst goal-to-goal team in the league this year, and we scored the least amount of points in the NFL when we have goal-to-goal situations, and we were just 24th in the NFL in red zone uh, conversion into touchdowns. 
And we only got into the red zone twice in this game. This offense couldn't do crap. And this is against the 32nd rake defense in the NFL for the most part of the season. They have been better as of late, but for the most part, they were terrible all season long. And this defense was without their starting cornerback, Jeff Akuda. Another starting corner got hurt in this game, which brought up another backup of this game. And our passing offense was just terrible. Our scheme didn't get anybody open against a very poor defense. Our receivers were not consistent enough. Christian Watson, he did have probably his best game of the year, actually, but he can't do it all by himself. And we got to talk about it, but Rodgers didn't play very well either. In this game, Rodgers had a 56.0 overall PFF grade. That was the worst of the season for him. Rodgers played his worst game of the season, which is crazy to think about, but when it came down to it, Rodgers didn't live up to the expectations either. He wasn't perfectly accurate. He had three big-time throws. We didn't convert a lot of those, but he, uh, and so that's why this game seemed even worse than it was, and then he put the ball in harm's way three times in this game. Three turnover-worthy plays. One of them was just negated by the penalty. One was dropped, and the other was the final interception to end this game. And this is not a great defense. And yet, Rodgers had some bad mistakes in this game, both mentally and physically. Rodgers plays a huge part of this loss as well. And then there's Aaron Jones. This was another huge moment where Aaron Jones came up short. Aaron Jones had a huge fumble on an amazing drive. The Packers were having, before the half, the Lions 15-yard. He gets tackled at like the 22, and it fumbles forward like seven yards, and the Lions get it with 115 on the clock. Had Aaron Jones not fumbled that, we could have at least run out the clock, not given the Lions the ball to score that field goal before the half, and we could have uh, gotten a field goal, which would have made the score 12-3 to at halftime. Or it could have even been better. The drive was going perfect, it seemed, before Aaron Jones fumbled it. Packers might have even scored a touchdown to make it 16-3 to at halftime even. This whole performance was ugly. It was bad. It was a complete failure. This is a game the Packers should have won. Truly, we should have. And if we take a look back at this game and tr- we truly think, hey, we start Zach Tom from the beginning of this game. That's probably a field goal swing, that decision alone. Romeo Dobbs has just one drop instead of the two. That's another field goal on the board. Aaron Jones doesn't fumble the ball. That's a six-point swing with the field goal for us if we're being conservative, and we run out the clock, and Lions don't have a chance to kick the field goal at the end of the half. Right there at halftime, you would have been looking at a 12-3 game. The Packers would have been up 25-17 with the Lions driving the field at the end of the game with a chance to tie the game but not to seal the deal and end the game. This is what I believe. This was what I believe just an entirely bad performance, coaching, decision-making, execution, discipline, and being able to show up for the big moments. And truly this was the epitome. All of it came together as just how this whole season was for the Packers. And this whole season was a waste knowing Rodgers isn't getting any younger. We spent a lot of money, and this is truly a failure and truly a disappointment for Packers fans every, everywhere. We are going to break down how I think the Packers should move forward with their personnel, their staff, in future podcasts, but honestly, today, what we needed to do was break down why we lost this game, truly help us understand how poor, poorly the whole system in Green Bay failed before we can even move into those types of conversations. I'm going to continue to do some research really gather my thoughts, put everything together to really try to bring you the best intel I can as you decide your opinions on how the Packers should move forward over the next few weeks, which mostly right now is uh, coaching decisions. And so we'll get into that really, really soon. Um, And I'm sorry that the year ended like this, but I'm thankful for you guys uh, for listening and hearing my thoughts. I really enjoy doing this. And so always please 
feel free to give me feedback on what you think about the podcast because I want to give you guys what you're looking for. And I hopefully I'm giving you guys um, everything you need to know to feel like you're educated on how the, on something you're passionate about as well. So uh, that is all we have today, folks, though. If you have not already, make sure to subscribe, give me a review so I can hear what you guys think about the podcast and tell your friends about Packers now so that they can get all the latest updates on the green and gold because it's always Packers season at Packers now. Thanks, guys. Thank you.